everyone, and welcome back to the Standing O podcast. We are on episode 10, and we are also in a new year. 2022 is here, and I don't know how you begin a new year, but for me, I like to go to Target and buy a new planner. I know it's super exciting, exciting things to think about, but there is something to me about the crisp white pages, the emptiness, the openness. It's like an adventure is awaiting. And that's something it makes me, I don't know, it makes me feel hopeful about turning a new page or writing a new. It's like a more improved chapter is coming this year. And I've never really been a resolution kind of person. I don't know, maybe you are, maybe you're giving up soda or social media before bed, or maybe you're starting something new like flossing or reading every day. Um, But I've never been a resolution type of person. I don't know, maybe at one point I was, but I usually would quit. So I just, you know, I'm one of those statistics that now I just never try. Um, But I honestly can't remember the last time I made a new year's resolution. For me, I'm, I'm honestly more of like a word you know, pick your word for the year kind of person or a mantra kind of gal. I like to, I just like the idea of sitting down and setting like a guidepost for the year, you know, in an intention, Um, just something that structures or guides my decisions moving forward or this mindset of the person I hope to grow into for that year. So maybe you're like me. Maybe you have more of a mantra heading in to this new year. And for this episode of the podcast, I'm just going to get a little personal about what's going on in my life right now. So for me, 2022 is very new. It's not just a new year, a new planner with empty pages. It is a brand new start for me and my family. We have moved. We've moved to a new town, a new house. My kids have started a new school. And I am starting a new coaching position. And truthfully, it's not, um, well, we've actually moved back into my mom's house. It's my childhood home. And I'm coaching at my alma mater, like the school I graduated from. But still, this is, it's all new experiences for me and my family. And we really are beginning a new chapter And when I think about all of that, really, it's, I'm not sure how you approach change. uh, But for me, I'm one who likes to avoid it. So I don't choose to anticipate change or look for new and exciting things, or I'm not like an adventure seeker as some people are. I would prefer to drag my feet and to just you know, as Tim Gunn would say on Project Runway, to make it work. Whatever my current situation is, that is like my natural go-to is just to make it work. And um, there have been, though, moments in my life where I just get this gut feeling. There's this gut feeling that I have to just do it. Just go for it. Just take that jump. And when I have that feeling, I have learned just to do it, just to take the jump. So that's what my family did. We have jumped back home, uh, my home, and uh, my mom has graciously, willingly opened her doors and let us in. But even with that, even with change, 
no matter what the kind. And the waters have seemed very clear as we've transitioned into, into this new chapter of ours. It's still a jump. And <laughs> jumping off, it often it it requires a, a type of boldness, of courage. And uh, I just I visualize, you know, we like to spend our summers at the swimming pool. You know, I'm sure as you were a kid, you you know, that's a nostalgic memory for you as well as just being at the swimming pool. And all four of my kids now have reached this milestone, this milestone of jumping off the diving board. And so this past summer, my youngest, who was six this past summer, um, he's a very timid swimmer. Like he's he's very, um, has always been very afraid of the water, kind of really timid going in deeper, um, didn't like to put his head underwater when he first started to learn to swim. And he still wears a floaty, you know, one of those like you strap around their waist and buckle and their arms go through the little holes. He has a little crab floaty that he wears. Um, but it's each passing day this summer, he just got a little bit more bold, a little bit more courageous in his swimming. You know, he went out to do new depths and he uh, really liked the diving rings. He would go after those. And well, I think it just hit him. Like, you know, he'd seen his brothers all his summers and his sister go off the diving board. And I think just one day he thought, well, you know what? It's my turn. So this little boy and his crab little floaty, he walks up to the diving board and he's waiting in line. And I'm sure you can all picture this. Like there is nothing that visualizes or illustrates courage more than a little kid going off the diving board. So he's waiting in line and it's finally his turn. So he climbs, you know, the two steps and grips, you know, the white knuckles, the the bars on the side of the steps. And he gets up to the diving board and super slow, little shaky legs. He's got his hands, you know, placed right kind of at eye level, like getting ready to dive and just slowly, shakily, he's walking to the edge of the diving board. And, you know, me and and his daddy and his brothers and sister were all encouraging him. You can do this, Sean. You you got it. You can do this. You know, and it's like he's listening. He's believing it. He's one step. I can do this. I can do this. And then he gets to the edge. And, you, you know, your, your gaze changes a little bit when you get to the edge of the diving board. All of a sudden, you can look down and you can see how far you have to go. And so he's, he's still in diving position. He's still shaking. And he's looking at the edge of the water. You know his brain is thinking, oh my gosh, this is so far. And then those thoughts start rolling in. So he shifts his eyes from the water, from where he's supposed to go, from where he really wanted to go. And he looks up. And he sees that all these people are watching him. And he starts to hear all these other noises. So all of a sudden, all that courage that was there, that was there to like walk him through to the edge, he doesn't have it anymore. It left. So he turns around. He forgets that the diving board is, you know, shaky and scary. And he just runs off the back of the diving board, gets down the stairs. And to that day was not his day to go off the board. But we've all been there, right? Like we've been on that edge of the diving board and all of a sudden our courage, it just gets hijacked. 
It gets hijacked by the shift of voices and our focus. And we start listening to things we shouldn't be listening to and thinking about things we shouldn't be thinking about and looking at things we shouldn't be looking at. And we get hijacked. And I know you found yourself there on the edge, ready to jump. And then you can't because you remembered it was hard or that it will hurt or that people, they won't understand or they'll talk about you. Or what happens if I fail? Or what happens if it isn't perfect? Or what happens if I succeed? Our courage is hijacked by fear. That situation, that diving board, that that drama, you know, with like the the cartoon angel on one of my shoulders and the devil cartoon on the other shoulder, like talking to each other. I, I feel like that's been me in this whole transition of moving and entering into a new season, a new chapter, a new challenge of a new job. My courage is getting hijacked by my fear. And I'm telling you this because I'm hoping that it resonates with you. And I wanna challenge not just myself, but you, that we can battle through our fear with courage. That we can, even if we have to strap it on and put our arms through it, and if we have to walk super slowly, I'm challenging both of us to walk in boldness. Because for me, that's my intention this year. It's to act more boldly. And when I think about it, I really, I come back to this thing my grandpa always used to tell me. My grandpa was, I think the best way I can describe him, as a man of very few words. He was a hard worker. He was constantly on the move, always doing something, always showing up for other people. Uh, He just poured himself into everything that he did. And, you know, at our family Christmases or birthdays, he was always there, but he's always just kind of observing and watching. And the beauty in that was that when he talked, (laughs) we listened because you knew what he said meant something. And this one time when I'm, you know, a teenager and I'm the opposite of few words, Um, I was lamenting to my grandfather um, all of the things that I will never do when I become a mom, you know, because I was a teenager and I was so cool and my mom was just not cool. And so my best friend and I, who are moms, were really good friends. Uh, We made this list, this mom list. And not only did we make it, we, you know, wrote it down because this was before computers and all that. So we hand wrote our list and um, we also presented it to our mothers, which in hindsight wasn't the nicest thing to do. But some of the things on our list included uh, mom jeans. Like we were absolutely never ever going to wear high-waisted jeans with that show our ankles. I mean, ugh, we were never ever going to wear those. Um, fanny packs, yep moms, our moms owned fanny packs, and we were never, ever going to wear those ugly, hideous things that make no sense to wear. I mean, just wear a purse, okay? We were never, ever going to do those. And I think 
the number one thing on our list was that we were never, ever going to drive a minivan. And so I'm sharing, you know, this 17 bulleted list with my grandpa and all my dramatics and theatrics. And um, my grandpa just smiled, nodded, and he said, Erica, never say never. And you know, I thought about that list every time I would turn the ignition of my minivan. Or even now, as I look over at my dresser and I see about four different colors of fanny pack options, because you know, those come really handy with your cell phone and your keys and yeah, grandpa was right. Never say never. And I know that sounds a little, it's a silly story, but the concept, it still hits me. It, it makes me hope for and desire a world in which never say never wasn't just the wisdom of a grandpa, but it was our guidepost. It was our mindset. I mean, think about it, where we were never too young to learn something or we were never too late to try or where we were never too old to dream, or in my case, never too cool to come back home. That girl in the lane next to you that looks intimidating, never say never. That team that has yet to lose a game, never say never. Coach just told you he's putting you in, never say never. No one in your family has graduated college. Never say never. You've been told no 300 times. Never say never. You have no idea what you're going to do next. Never say never. You know, my grandpa, he didn't tell me I was right. He didn't tell me I was wrong. In fact, he didn't even give an opinion. He just knew that the chapters ahead for me were full of crisp white pages. He knew that I shouldn't go writing them before they even happen. So friends, despite that fear, let's listen to the courage urging us on. Let's think about those voices, those people that love us the most that we hear urging us on, encouraging us. Let's focus on them. Let's focus on our goal. Let's keep our eyes on that and let's stop having our courage being hijacked by fear. Let's take on this new year, this new job, these new roles, this new goals, these new seasons, one step at a time, no matter how shaky those little steps may be. Let's walk together. Let's walk forward in boldness. And ladies, let's make a splash. This is your year. This is my year. This is our year to never say never. Thank you for tuning in to the Standing O podcast. Our goal here is to share stories encouraging you to stand tall and win your confidence. More girls need to hear that they are worthy of applause. 
So please share the encouragement forward with teammates and friends. We would love to know how we can encourage you further on your confidence journey. So please leave us a review, hit subscribe, and until next time, this is Coach D and I'm cheering you on.